does it mean to live in the strength that God gives us? In 2 Timothy 2, it says that we are to be strengthened in the grace God gives us through Christ Jesus. As leaders, I think this is a crucial moment of truth and something that is a dividing ground between what it looks like to lead the world's way versus leading God's way. That in Christ, we say that when we are weak, we are strong. And as we lead as God's leaders, we are depending on his strength, his authority, his leadership, that we live through that and under that. And because of that, he protects and provides for us. I am so excited to spend a few weeks diving into this profound concept of what it means to be strengthened in Christ as we lead in our own spheres of influence through a conversation that I had with Pastor Ron Procise. If you've been with Fang Power for a while, this will not be our first chaplain that we will talk to, military chaplain, but I actually got to know Ron as my pastor when I first was married. Back in 1996, my husband Mo and I attended New Hope Church in Manhattan, Kansas, and Ron and Dada were the pastor and pastor's wife at the time. And oh, we learned so much under their leadership. Such wise, wise couple and in so many layers and so many facets. So I was so excited to have him come in and share from his heart and from the fruit of a book that he and his wife wrote together. I'm going to share a link to it for you all. It's a wonderful, wonderful way of reflecting on the truths of God's word in bite-sized chunks, but man, they may, though they may be short, they are very rich and meaty and have a lot for us to think about. So today is actually almost a teaser, an introduction to that conversation uh, where Ron sets the stage for us by giving us a really vivid image of what it looks like to lead in a war zone. And if you are a pastor, if you are in ministry, if you are leading your family as a Christ follower, you're in a, you're at war. And so we need to be sure that we are armored up and that we are strengthened in the Lord and his encouragement is going to mean a lot to you. My name is Tara Wiley and this is Staying Power. And the whole purpose of this podcast is to encourage each other in the Lord. Um, in, in Galatians, it says that we will um, reap a fruitful harvest if we do not give up in doing good. And so we know that even though it is exhausting at times and hard and challenging at times to live this life out God's way, to lead with his direction, we can find the endurance and the strength and the courage we need in each other's stories, in scripture, and in prayer. And so those are the things that we lean into on this podcast. And today we get to hear the story and scripture of a very wise man. So I encourage you to sit back and maybe even grab a journal and a, and a pen as you listen to Pastor Ron encourage us as leaders today. So my first major activation was at the beginning of the Iraq war. And uh, it was a, a unique assignment. It wasn't actually, even though I was a chaplain, it wasn't as a chaplain. It was, mm -hmm. remember the coalition provision authority were trying to, to stand up their government. And so I was the senior military advisor for the ministry of education. 
which meant I had responsibility oh. for the total, all the public schools in Iraq, everything okay. from curriculum, staffing, security, mm. uh, testing, uh, debathification, uh, everything. It was enormous. Wow. And, and, uh, but it was exciting because I got to do things that chaplains, uh, don't get to do ch things that chaplains aren't supposed to do. And so it was a, a great opportunity. So here's the thing. Chaplains are non-combatants, so we don't carry weapons. We have enlisted personnel who serve with us, uh, assisting us in ministry, and they are literally our bodyguards. And so they carry the weapons. So I came to Iraq and I, I didn't have a chaplain assistant. And I was on the phone to CENTCOM saying, there's some problem here, some mistake. Uh, and they said, sorry, we can't, we can't wow. help you. <laughs> so I had, I had no weapon. I had no body armor at the time. I had no communication. And I was making uh, daily trips in the Baghdad area sometime by myself with civilians or by myself by myself. And I realized I could wow. die here in this crazy country, but I knew God had called me there. And even if I did die, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm in his hands. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I, so many experiences that I could tell you about, it would take uh, another, uh, podcast or two to tell you about those experiences. But the biggest shock when I came back, the biggest shock was realizing it was more stressful for me as a pastor than wow. as uh, someone in a combat zone with no weapon, no armor, no communication by myself. And the second biggest shock, maybe even a bigger shock, was that it was more stressful for Donna as a pastor's wife, mm -hmm. having me back home, re-entering that ministry, than to have her husband halfway across the world um, where he could die. And, arms and when you stop and think about it, it makes sense because, you know, our, um, our warfare is, is not against flesh and blood as scripture says, but it, I, I shared that with those in ministry to help them understand, because that's a unique perspective. Not many in America who are involved in ministry have had the opportunity to be in war. And so I can tell them, you know what? Uh, ministry isn't always like that. Sometimes Hebrews 13 ministry can be a joy. It should be a joy, but sometimes it can be, as uh, that verse says, a tremendous grief and burden <laughs> and stress. And so I share, uh, I share your heart for that. Yeah. Oh, that's such a vivid image and almost brings tears. Uh, just thinking about that imagery and how, um, you know, there are so many people, so many Christ followers who love the benefit of the body of Christ and being in a church and have no clue uh, just how fierce that battlefield is for their pastors and their and their families. And it is heartbreaking, like you say, when you know people uh, who have crashed. I mean, the the ruin that has, I, I know people have been divorced uh, because yeah. of the the challenges of ministry. It's heartbreaking. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there there are even pastors who take their own lives 
you know, after a crash and burn, it's just more than they can bear. And it's, it is devastating. And, and I think about this visual that you give, uh, that you just gave of walking through Baghdad without armor. Um, and how, when you take that metaphor and we talk about the armor of God in a sense of the spiritual protection that we can bring on with the armor of God, but even, even beyond that, even thinking about leadership and about that Christ-centered strategy versus the world's strategies. What are some of those armoring practices that have really been good for you to, to stay grounded, to stay focused on this is how Christ calls us to lead. This is how Christ calls us to stay, um, even when it's so, so, so hard. Yeah. Right. That's a that's a really good question, and you're right. the 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 parallel there that is a, a very good word picture because I think a lot of uh, men and women in ministry are are walking without armor, without weapons, and hoping for the best, and walking alone as well. If you want to continue yes. that experience I had, and yes. you can do that, you can do that for a while. But the, the consequences, minute. yeah, the, the consequences are challenging. So here's here's why it's uh, here's why it's tricky. On the one hand, we live in a culture that that talks a lot about strength, but it does it from a wrong perspective. It says you can do it, uh, you can yeah. achieve it, you can accomplishment. Believe in yourself. You are stronger than you realize, and so the focus is on your own resources. And you look at scripture and it's completely different. You know, uh, the apostle said, when I'm weak, then I'm strong. Well, what is, what, wait, what does that mean? And it doesn't mean that all weakness leads to strength, only the weakness that brings us to Christ and his strength is perfected in our weakness. Right. And so two years ago, I did a sermon from second Timothy chapter two, where Paul in, in chapter one, he's setting this up because he's concerned about Timothy. He knows that it's almost over for him. And here's this person that he served with and who's going to, who's in the, uh, the challenges of ministry. And he's wondering, are you going to be able to stand? He sees some indications in Timothy's life as he's a pastor in Ephesus that I'm not sure that, that you're going to be able to stand. He sees some uh, fearfulness, some timidity. He he sees that there's possibly the, the temptation to be ashamed of him and his sufferings and to, to, to back away from that. And you can do that in ministry. You can compromise. You can back away. And so in chapter two, here's what he says. He says, you then, my son, be strong. Literally, it's be strengthened in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And then Paul does something uh, in that chapter that he does nowhere else in Scripture. So I'm preaching this, I'm studying this, and that gets my attention. He gives seven vivid word pictures of what spiritual strength looks like so that Timothy will understand because one picture is not sufficient. You need all seven for, for a full orb uh, understanding. So he gives the, the portrait of the, the teacher, the soldier, the athlete, the farmer, the craftsman, the vessel, and the bondservant or the slave. And so that was fascinating for me to 
I, I took a year to study that because I knew that I needed that. And it, it led to, um, it led to a book. You can have a lot of heart, a lot of idealism, good intentions, unless your strength is, is in the Lord, as, as Paul says, uh, it's not going to end well. I love how multifaceted that is that, you know, that, that whole concept of one image is not going to be enough here. We need seven different images to help flesh this out. And I've read that little book. It's so good. And we'll definitely share the link to it. Um, just so concrete and in little chunks that you can just take and almost use it as a devotional application moments that are really good thinker moments. I and, I, and I designed that um, intentionally because we needed, we need to take that in. You know, I'm, I'm a type of person. I love to rush through something. Just, just, Rush right. through. Me give, me, too. give me the, give me the summary, and um, and that's why Paul says, <laughs> think about these things, consider what I've said. The Lord will give you insight. Meditate uh, on this. Well, I hope that was as encouraging and maybe even as convicting for you as it was for me. I think, man, it is so vivid to realize that when we walk around unprotected, when we try to live out our callings in our own strength, when we don't pause and consider what God has given us through his word, the wise, wise counsel that we can receive on what it looks like to lead his way. And we just try to, to get it our way, to get through it our way, to look at um, resources that might give us great strategy, but without the truth and the power of God, we are very unguarded in what is truly a spiritual battle. So over the next few weeks, I hope you'll come back and join us as Pastor Ron just unpacks a few more of those images that he referenced that are found in 2 Timothy 2, tells us kind of what they represent and how we can apply that in the very heart of who we are and how we live out our faith as we lead others. It's going to be really rich and I'm so looking forward to it. But until then, I will see you on Wednesday for a time of prayer. Goodness, don't we know after hearing from Ron how important it is to pray into leading God's way as we are truly at war. I am Tara Wiley. This is Staying Power. Man, I am cheering you on. Let me know if there's a way that I can be praying specifically for you. It would be my honor to do so. And share this with a friend. Let them know that you are cheering them on as well. Be blessed.